You're listening to the Corporate Expat Experience. Welcome back and thank you for joining again. I am so excited to be here with my very special guest, Sarah Cook. Sarah and I um, have had some great conversations and I'm excited to introduce you to her. So without further ado, Sarah, thank you for joining the Corporate Expat Experience Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be talking with you. This is going to be fun. So Sarah, would you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, of course. So I'm a former athlete, um, but I've also spent about 15 years in the corporate world as a regional marketing manager. And as part of that, spent um, seven years living and working in Asia, so in Singapore. Um, you might guess from my accent that I'm from the UK. Um, so yeah, spending seven years um, living and working abroad um, was an incredible experience, but I'm now back in the UK and working as a high performance marketing and business mentor. I love it. So you've not only had the actual expat experience, um, now you're having the corporate expat experience. Definitely. Yeah, it's a big shift, isn't it? I think on so many different levels, not just that, you know, physical expat experience from being in different countries, but also, you know, there are so many similarities from leaving the corporate world, becoming an entrepreneur as well. It's a totally different world. And um, I can't wait to talk more about this with you. So let's talk about where you were in the corporate world, kind of what you were doing and how you decided to make that leap over into entrepreneur world. Yeah, sure. So I was um, working in sales and marketing, some really big brands. Um, I was working for a big global company um, and we, my husband and I were based in London and we kind of got to a point of just feeling like we were on the rat race and feeling like we needed a bit of a change, questioning whether this was it. We were quite young when we got married. And I think just living in the London kind of fast paced life, as much as we were enjoying it, neither of us were ready to settle down and have kids. And we really felt like we were on this journey of, okay, the next step is to buy a house. It's to, you know, get promotions and kind of wanted to see the world a little bit and really, yeah, as I said, questioned, is this it? Is this our life that's kind of leading ahead of us? Um, so at one point we were going to jack it all in and go traveling for a year. Um, and then my husband got offered a job in um, based in Singapore for a year. So we thought, perfect, that's a great opportunity for us to get the travel bug in and, you know, see a different part of the world. And I've always been really interested in different cultures, different ways of doing things. I think my background in marketing and really understanding why people even choose to buy different products or different brands, why people choose to work with different people, I find that so fascinating. So that opportunity to work in a different culture was really exciting. Um, so that one year turned into seven years. <laughs> so it was uh, um, something that we really loved. You know, we loved being in that part of the world, loved that travel element, but actually that mix of, you know, being able to travel, being able to work in a job that I loved, um, and really immerse ourselves in completely different culture was, uh, was really an incredible experience. That sounds amazing. So you're in the corporate world. What happened then that you started to, or that you decided to make that leap? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a really interesting one because I think from the outside world, when you're living abroad and you're speaking to friends, you're speaking to family, quite often it can look quite glamorous. 
Um, but the reality of it was that, yes, we were loving the travel, but the travel with work was causing some real problems for my health. Um, and, you know, I mentioned that I was regional marketing manager and that meant that I was traveling around the region. So at one point I did um, seven events in seven cities across six days. And that was at the height of it, but, you know, running big marketing campaigns, going and training the sales teams, making sure that, you know, all the point of sale and marketing was in store as it should be, um, really did start taking its toll. And I really noticed that I was kind of heading towards this kind of road of corporate burnout um, from my experience kind of being as an athlete previous to being in the corporate space, really having that understanding of how my body needs to operate to work at its optimal levels that energy that I need um knowing that I need to look you need, you need to look after yourself don't you to be able to have that energy to perform in your job um whether that's you know as an athlete but actually probably more so within uh, within the corporate space where you're getting loads of stuff thrown at you and you're making those decisions and jumping on a plane doing day trips from Singapore up to Kuala Lumpur and things like that was was fairly full-on um, and again, I had that moment of questioning, is this it? You know, I'm enjoying my job. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. But actually, if it's at the expense of my health, what am I doing it for? And that kind of coincided with me finding out that I was pregnant and really, really made me kind of take stock of going, actually, I can't keep doing this. If I'm looking after this little being that's growing inside me, I actually really do have to start looking after myself. Um, and being an expat over in Singapore, um, I only had two months maternity leave. And the reality of that was that six weeks after giving birth, which was a hideous birth and really traumatic where my son nearly died. And I really struggled both physically and emotionally. That again, I had that, is this it? I just, you know, without having a family and friends network kind of living near me in the same country, you know, there were hundreds and hundreds of miles back in the UK. Um, I just thought, actually, do you know what? I don't, I don't need to go back to the corporate world, um, let alone six weeks afterwards um, or after giving birth. So that really, I suppose, forced me to make a bit of a quite a big decision that not necessarily to leave the corporate world at that space, but it was more a case of let's just press pause on this. Let's focus on being a mum. Let's give that energy that I know I need to and almost recover from that trauma that I'd kind of experienced as well. Um, and what happened was that sort of four or five months after giving birth, I felt like something was missing again. <laughs> so as much as I loved being a mom, I still obviously do. Um, I've got two little children now who are amazing. Um, but something was missing. And I think me being in that, um, being in a really successful corporate job, you know, doing really well, I missed something and I didn't know what that something was, but I wasn't feeling 100% fulfilled. I wanted to be Sarah again rather than just mum. And so I decided that I was going to learn. I was going to do some training. Um, so I um, decided that I was going to retrain as a holistic health and massage therapist, um, which I think from my experience being an athlete, it was something that I was interested in. I knew it would help me both recover from my trauma, but also just was something that wasn't baby related that I could actually learn about that I was interested in um, and as part of that I had to do some um, physical case studies and practice on people and they kept saying to me you know when can we book you in when are you actually going to do this properly 
and I hadn't really considered it. I hadn't retrained to set it up as a business. Um, but that really got, you know, kind of set, dropped a penny. And I thought, actually, maybe, maybe this is something that I could do. I can be flexible around my son. Um, and I hadn't expected that I'd become fully booked within five months. <laughs> oh. So it was a really, I suppose, came out of something that I was just really passionate about that I hadn't planned on ending my corporate career necessarily but my doors had been opened to something completely different that gave me that flexibility however what I then realized is that becoming fully booked which is what a lot of people aspire to be comes with its own problems so having an income ceiling where I couldn't earn any more money I'd lost that flexibility because I was working as many hours as I could because I wanted to help as many people as I could do um, and also that flexibility that when we traveled back to the UK, I couldn't earn any money because I'd effectively closed my doors for those weeks that we were away. Um, and it really got me thinking about business models, how I could help more people, how I could still earn more money, but still feel fulfilled at the same time and have that flexibility, that kind of freedom to choose to spend time with son, which was the whole point of not going back to the corporate world. Um, so that's when I started adding in physical products, digital products, courses, and, and kind of in that longer piece of journey, becoming a marketing and business mentor, which is where I am right now. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a journey evolved through the, that process. Um, but, yeah, it's been a it's been a brilliant one. I've kind of wouldn't I wouldn't actually want to go back to the corporate world in a corporate job. I love working with corporate people, but not necessarily within that space. <laughs> That is so amazing. So from being an expat in corporate, having a thriving career to taking a pause, I always say there's power in pause, right? Taking pause, rediscovering something or discovering something that you're passionate about, starting that, but then also seeing that there were limitations there as well, then evolving into being in a model that instead of one-to-one was one to many in that sense of being able to have different offerings so that you're leveraging your time too. And the reason I repeat that kind of journey is because so many people think, okay, right. I'm going to leave the corporate world. I'm committing to do this, or I haven't figured it out yet. So then there's opportunity to figure it out. It'll come to you, but then they might say, well, I'm going to do this. And then there's that kind of letdown when maybe this isn't exactly it. And they start to see something else and they're not really sure. I think the, the messaging here is that it, it can evolve and change and grow and develop over time. You don't have to go exactly with what you set out to do and you don't have Absolutely. to know. Yeah. And I think almost leaning into the fact that we're all on a journey. We're all, you know, work in progress. None of us are ever the finished article. None of us ever will be the finished article. Um, I think women especially tend to be quite overly critical of ourselves and we quite self-analytical um, and that can sometimes limit us. Um, what I think in some ways by going through all of the things that I've been able to do and the, my sort of decisions that I've made has enabled me to actually help more people because if I'd have gone straight from leaving the corporate space where I had, you know, years of experience within marketing and sales and business strategy, but had I gone straight into being a mentor and a coach to help other people do that, 
I wouldn't have had that middle of experience as to actually what it's like to set up a business from scratch, what it's like to hit that fully booked stage, what it's like to hit those 5K months, what it's like to hit that six-figure business. But going through that journey, knowing the, the highs and the lows is actually really important, I think, especially in that entrepreneur space. And it's, it is really hard to accept that I think sometimes when you're used to being on that corporate trajectory of success where it's promotion after promotion and kind of following a a fairly straightforward career path I suppose whereas the entrepreneurial journey is not a straightforward path at all is it (laughs) no it's definitely not and I I had somebody I was talking to the other day who said you know incorporate you're climbing a career ladder right you don't necessarily do that as an entrepreneur. You're really on a journey, on a path, and you're navigating, <laughs> right? Your next level of success is not the next rung up. It's it's over here or it's over there. So a little different, definitely. So one of the things, Sarah, I want to ask you, I mean, you were an expat, um, a, a traditional physical expat living in Singapore, and I'm sure that before you did that, you probably did some research. You probably tried, you know, got a little bit of what it might be like. And that's really what we're trying to give our listeners here today is kind of like what this might look like. What are some things I need to know going into this if I'm considering it? So what are some things you wish you had known before you became a corporate expat, becoming, you know, joining the entrepreneurial world? What were some things that you wish you had known earlier in the process? I think that probably the biggest thing is not to expect that overnight success that we see a lot of people talking about in that, you know, in the social media world, the online world. And wherever we are as an entrepreneur, the online world becomes quite an important part of our space, our marketing tools, um, whichever part of social media you want to use. Um, But I think you can easily get caught in this expectation of yourself. And what I really think is important is to lean into actually what's important for you. Like, what are your goals, both from a financial perspective as well as a lifestyle perspective? It's also really easy, I think, from when you are setting up and running your own business to work 24-7 because you think that that's going to push you and get you there quicker. Whereas actually, I'm a really big believer that if we're looking after ourselves as best as we possibly can, that's going to help us get the results quicker. Um, So for me, there's this equilibrium balance that we're always trying to fit between time, money, and also our lifestyle. And when we try and look at all three of those, rather than just pushing for business success, pushing for the, the money, especially if you're used to quite a high level income from a corporate perspective, um, is to really actually sit with what is important to you spend some time thinking about what your your boundaries are you know we're so used to in the corporate world working fixed hours and being responsive to people during those fixed hours whereas one of the brilliant things about being an entrepreneur is that you get to choose those hours you don't have to sit in front of a computer nine till five or whatever you're you know previously used to doing and I found that really, really hard. I felt, I felt like I was, you know, I felt guilty for not working. Like if my husband was working, I was like, oh, maybe I should be working. Or if a friend was working, I'm like, oh, can, can I go for lunch with that person? Or can I go for coffee in the middle of the day? Of course you can. It's about finding what works for you. And that's really what I teach is that actually building a business has to be something 
that works in a way that works for you. Whatever that looks like, we're all different. We've all got different family setups, financial goals and all that kind of stuff. But actually leaning into getting really clear on how do you want to run your business? Because as I said, it's so easy for us to work 24 seven. There's always something to do, right? <laughs> always. <laughs> and I think especially, you know, entrepreneurs tend to be that type of person who always has an idea, who is striving for more, that tends to be quite ambitious and that pushes us and drives us, which is brilliant. But we also need to be mindful of our health and also that we don't want to hit burnout because it's so easy. And I think, I'm seeing that more and more, especially female entrepreneurs that are pushing, pushing, pushing for those results, but kind of at the expense of their health, whatever that looks like, whether it's burnout, whether it's something else that's coming through. And if we can kind of reframe that into actually how can we work at our best level? So we have the right energy we have, we're the most productive, we're the most efficient with our time. That's when you're going to get the results. Absolutely. So well said. And I mean, health and wellness obviously is something very important to you. And isn't that something that you cover on your podcast? Definitely. Yeah. So my podcast is the Healthy Business Podcast. And I really teach that as well. As you said, it's the healthy business in the sense of it being future proof, being sustainable, being profitable, having that cash flow, but also you as that CEO of your business being healthy, operating at your optimal levels, because when you've got the two, that's when you're going to get the real results. Definitely. And I think even for those who are still in the corporate world, listening to this health is something that we should all prioritize for sure. And being mindful of, you know, how we're taking care of ourselves, because you can, you can only do so much. Um, if you're not looking after your health, it's really going to limit you. And we want to all be successful, whether we're entrepreneurs or in the corporate world. And so health and wellness that I always say health is wealth. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think as part of that, it's, you know, it's the mindset side of things. It's, you know, it's the relationships that you have, whether it's in your business or family, friends, like your health is, is broader than just actually your physical health. I think it is about that, you know, the joy and happiness. And if something's not sitting right in the corporate space in your job, and you're considering moving out of that, there's a reason why you're considering moving that. And you don't want your business that you're setting up to feel resentful or to feel like it's draining your energy. You want to be happy doing it. You want to, you know, get the excitement from running it. That's part of the fun of having your own business is that you don't have the red tape from a corporate perspective, but I think it's, um, yeah, health for me is, is kind of broader than, than, as you say, just that kind of physical health. There's so many different elements of it. So true. And it sounds like those are some of the things that you love about being an entrepreneur, um, being able to, to have your own schedule and the joy of being an entrepreneur. What's something else that you love about being an entrepreneur? I just love the impact that I can have on people, that ripple effect, like the more people that I can have conversations with, like you, like we can get different messages out and, you know, different, yeah, being able to help people growing their business in a healthy way means that they can then help people do whatever it is that they're trying to do. You know, the reason we're in business is to support people, to help people, whatever niche, whatever industry you're in, the reason you've gone in there is to solve someone's problem. And if you can do that, you know, the 
better your business is running, the more efficient it's running, that means you can help more people. So if I can enable that, then I can empower women to do that. It's just this amazing ripple effect that we can create. So I'm on a bit of a big mission. <laughs> I love it. And I am so on supporting your mission because I do see that ripple effect and how it can impact so many lives. It's so powerful. So those are the things you love about being an entrepreneur. Are there things that you actually miss about the corporate world? Do you know, one of the biggest things that I found so hard when I left, um, well, left the corporate world and didn't expect that I would find so difficult was that ability to, to have a soundboard, to be able to kind of sense check ideas or go, well, what do you think about this? Or, you know, I had... I was managing a team and, you know, I'm now managing my own team within my business, which is brilliant. Um, and we're all virtual, but I do miss that in-person connection. I do miss the, um, yeah, being able to kind of sense check things and have those kind of conversations. But I think the more you get into the online space, the more that you connect with other entrepreneurs who are like-minded and, again it kind of goes back to that boundaries is you're not going to get on with everyone and that's okay that's life <laughs> but seeking out those people who you do have a connection with or that you do feel that you can trust to be able to have those conversations and pick up that phone and say oh I'm having a bad day what do you think about this or I'm just stuck can I just run this by with you I think that's amazing I think the way the world is by having that online like you don't need to be stuck within those corporate politics which you know a lot of we see a lot of that and I certainly had a lot of that with a whole number of toxic work relationships um for different reasons um but I think you can do you a lot more within the entrepreneurial space and be more authentic to you um, when you're running your own business and almost not apologizing for that because there are so many people that you know choose to work with you or they choose not to work with you and that's okay but I think one of the phrases that I love is just because you're self-employed doesn't mean that you need to be by yourself employed. And I think it's a really powerful thing to remember, but you almost do need to be quite proactive when you leave that corporate space because your friends and family aren't necessarily going to understand either why you've left a really successfully on the outside job um, or a well-paid job. I certainly had quite a few comments and opinions thrown at me. Um, but there are like-minded people out there. And I think if you are proactive in finding them and seeking them out, saying yes to opportunities, then you will find your little tribe that you can trust, that you can bounce aside and have that, that sounding board, even if it is a bit more virtual. I love that. And I think it is so incredibly powerful to, to seek out and find those like-minded as well. And you start to attract them too, when you're open to that. Um, I know just like you, I had friends and family who were like, what are you doing again? Why are you leaving your job? You'll be back. I kept hearing that all the time from former colleagues, like, where am I going to see you next? You know, they were thinking that I had another job lined up or we'll, we'll see you back here, you know, again, in a few months. I, I think we're all just so, um, expecting that corporate path that doing something a little different takes some time for people to understand it. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. I think in some ways there is that, you know, traditional route. And, you know, I did that traditional route. I went to school, went to university, got a job with a blue blue chip company, you know, did a bit of travel, got that career path, but something wasn't sitting right. And I think nowadays it's okay to go, actually, I want to feel fulfilled. I want to be able to 
enjoy what I'm doing, to have that flexibility. Um, I think especially as women where there is quite often that shift, especially if you're, you know, becoming a mom or you're having that time out for whatever reason, that you do start questioning things. And the traditional corporate model, unfortunately, doesn't allow for that because, you know, part-time work, if that's what you want to do, if you're going back after children, it doesn't mean part-time effort. And I think there's still this shift that needs to happen that, you know, again, going back to my kind of core values, that actually, if you are allowing someone to work at their optimal levels, you're going to get a hell of a lot more out of them trying to push them and make them fit into a really rigorous set working pattern or push them for results. So I get that that's an easier said than done shift, but I think that's why a lot of women especially are leaving the corporate space. Um, and it is, you know, you have to be brave. You have to take those risks to kind of move into the entrepreneurial space, but it's exciting. And when you get, get to a point where you, you can turn your passion into profit through all of those performance levels that we've spoken about, that I think is where the real magic happens. Absolutely. So well said. You have shared so many great insights and experiences. I'm loving this. Any words of wisdom or advice for those listening here? Yeah, I suppose probably a couple of things, actually, that if you're still in the corporate space, um, test the water. Like if you're passionate about something and you've got some ideas, don't feel like you need to jump straight away out of the corporate space. Like you can definitely test things and build things up whilst you're still having that, you know, regular income at high level or whatever it is. You don't need to force yourself out of it if you don't want to, or if some, you know, circumstances allow for it. Um, I think the other thing is that if you are already in that kind of entrepreneurial space is really to get clear on your goals. And as I said earlier, like your financial goals, as well as your lifestyle goals, it has to come together as, as one. Um, one of the, the sort of phrases that I like to say is that I don't believe in work-life balance. And I know that that can be quite controversial, but for me, it's all life. Work is part of life. And whatever happens in your work, whether that's your own business or corporate experience, that's going to impact your life. Whatever happens in your life, that's going to impact your work. So we have to look at it as a more holistic approach and go, what do I want? Like, what do I really want? And then start creating your business around that. And that can be different to anyone else. And that's okay. Like, do you. <laughs> be you and do you. It's really important that you do that, even if it means it takes slightly longer to get to where you want to but yeah just you know do you it's really really important that you focus on and getting clear on on the goals that you want to achieve I love that do you definitely and thank you Sarah so much I love this conversation and I'm looking forward to more in the future so where can people find you because I know people are going to want to search you out where can people find you yeah, sure. So probably the easiest place, given that your listeners are podcast listeners, is my podcast, so the Healthy Business Podcast. Um, but also my website is sarahcookmarketing.com. And then if you head to forward slash healthy business, you'll find a whole load of different resources as well as to the link to the podcast on there as well. Oh, I love it. Thank you again, Sarah, for being here. I so appreciate you and the work you're doing and the ripple effect that you're having on our world today. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I feel like we could carry on talking for hours, couldn't we? Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. And thank you all for listening today. And until the next episode, bye for now. 
Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support this podcast, please hit subscribe, leave a rating and review, share it with others or post about it on social media. For show notes, links, to connect with guests and more, visit us at corporate-expat.com. And be sure to catch the next episode with more insights and inspiration to support your corporate expat experience. Bye for now.